0: America's Next up Best Friend Podcast would like to thank our premium Patreon
1: subscribers. Amber, day drinking mimosas and then taking a nap afterwards, Lodgson. Ron, canceling plans with friends at the last minute and having them forgive you, Giant. Sparrow, the Bon Appetit YouTube page, Crane and Jordan Justin Timberlake and model behavior they have no last name please respect their privacy we love you guys thank you for supporting us yeah
0: this is a competition this is not
1: america's next
0: top best friend I
1: wanna be on-
0: Ladies and gentlemen, I have no scary introduction for you this week because I am I'm just I'm so excited. I'm so excited to be here, Hillary. Yes. Welcome to The America's Next Top Best Friend podcast. How are you?
1: I'm doing good. I'm also very excited and a little nervous because <laughs> I'm starstruck by the I'm so immense talent that we have on the podcast. We today. have I have to call him by his full legal name ladies and gentlemen
0: this week joining us on the america's next top best friend podcast is noted fashion photographer nigel barker yay Yay! thank you tyra thank you (laughs) oh thank you so much for being here today we are so happy to be here i have a feeling we are going to get so many emails regarding (laughs) the fact that this like as soon i know exactly the text that we're going to get as soon as somebody sees this episode goes live sparrow yes Uh, (laughs) um So, I've got to say that
2: the, the noted fashion photographer has never left me. Of course, you know, it was I, there are still times when I walk down the street and people will be like, "Isn't that, isn't that <laughs> like, no, noted?" And I'm like, "Oh my goodness, my name's Nigel, not noted." <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, okay. you know,
0: but it it's, says that on your driver's I, license.
2: My initials NB stand for the the Latin "note bene," uh, so "note bene" means "note well." So, it's somewhat wow. ironic that my entire name, my life, everything is connected. All comes back to being noted.
0: Tyrannu <laughs> Tyra's a genius. Tyra, I'll take, Tyra's Tyrannu, psychic. psychic. <laughs> Tyrannu, she somehow knew. She's brilliant. We love it. Um, thank you so much for being here again. I'm going to say it a billion thank times because you. our you know a little baby thank podcast. You. So, where are
1: you where, are you? where are you joining trouble. us from?
2: I am uh, at my home upstate, New York.
1: Awesome. Ooh. Very chic. Yeah.
2: Well, yes. it's, it's lovely up here. It's a beautiful time of year to be up here.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is there snow?
2: There has been a bit of snow. We've had a lot of snow already. So sort of the end of last year and then the beginning of this year, we had a bit of a few floweries earlier today. In fact, on my Instagram account, uh, Nigel Barker, I posted some stories this morning of my the garden and the, you know, the snow coming down oh, and gorgeous. what have you. Yeah, it's great. We
0: love it. We love it. Um, yes. So we have a few questions, of mm-hmm. course, because this is an interview. Fire? Um, Hillary, you want to start? Sure. Go ahead.
1: Um, so our first one is we were curious about how the later seasons of Top Model compared to the earlier ones for you, because we definitely saw a difference, um, just from like sponsors to budget to different kinds (laughs) of themes. Content content Mm -hmm. um so yeah we were just curious what it was like for your personal experience
2: well let me let me before i answer that let me turn it on you for a moment and say um what did you think as far as did you prefer the older um i guess the original ones Mm -hmm. to the later ones
0: i miss judging challenges like Mm -hmm. when they would you would have to do something in judging i miss those so much after i think they stopped doing them like cycle eight cycle nine and those were my one of my some of the best content we got out of that show was from those moments. And so I think losing those is a big loss. And then Hillary, I don't know what else. Yeah, it's just, a, yeah.
1: Yeah, I think my favorite cycles are four and six six because Jade, and <laughs> <Jane>. <laughs> four because I mean, of the photo shoots. I think just like the quality of the photo shoots and the creativity, like you start and you can just choose anything. And then as the show goes on, like some stuff gets kind of repetitive because, uh-huh. so I think that's why I prefer the earlier ones and they're a little more iconic, you know? Yeah.
2: It's interesting. So it, it because I, in many ways agree with you. And I, I think that you know, like almost anything, you know, the, the, the when you start something you, you start and you're not sure what it's going to be. It's very raw. You're, sort of you're being creative you're making sort of an art in a way even if it's a television show and we started on UPN as you probably remember and the mm-hmm. small network we had very little money um, and we, you know we were creating the show I, I, and one of the geniuses of Tyra, Tyra was actually not to bring a bunch of sort of celebrities or television personalities onto the show. But, you know, I was a photographer. I am a photographer. Um, Jay, Miss Jay was uh, the runway coach and, and knew Tyra. And, you know, Jay Manuel was her makeup artist. And, and they, so these were real people from her life. <clears throat> and she um, really wanted it to be authentic. And the show was like that, and we didn't have a lot of money. And I remember we would do judging, and people don't know this, but the room was tiny, <clears throat> really, really small. And it was like a shoebox. There mm-hmm. was no air conditioning. There was, it was boiling hot. Uh, and, you know, the, every, everything we used to do, we had one makeup room, and we would all be in it together. And having our hair and makeup done all in this one room, and banging and knocking into each other, and sharing makeup artists. And I guess my point is, is that that's where it started. And you know, as the show went on to become a cult classic, it. it, it it evolved and the network was like, you know, as and of course, everyone wants more money and everyone, you know, there's things get bigger and apparently bigger is always better. Mm-hmm. And we be doing this, we should be doing that, we should be going there, we should be going here. Let's mm-hmm. you know, and let's we need this person to help us, that person to help us. And and you know, there's an element of some of that was a lot of fun. And we grew and we grew and the show grew and grew. And before we knew it, you know, the I think the original budget for the first season or second season was the equivalent of our catering budget when it became to the the latest seasons, right? Just how things evolve. So, and then they looked at things that were happening in the show and thought, well, we don't need this piece. Mm -hmm. We (laughs) need that bit and we can slim this down. And and another little secret too, which a lot of people don't realize is when we used to originally shoot the judging Episode, uh, element of the episode it would take forever like literally it, it was a very very long process wow. and we would sometimes start at say two or three o'clock in the afternoon and we wouldn't leave until six o'clock in the morning no oh my god <laughs> going judging. home right so all night long 12 14 hours of shooting to get the wow. judging element right right so as soon as the networks we started to make, you know they were like the networks were like well we can't do that because you know, and you have to also realize too when we started, we were not a union show, and then we became a union show. Right. You become union. Everyone gets paid differently because mm-hmm. the clock ticks in a different way, and you go overtime. You got to stop. You have got to yeah. Everyone in you know. a so sure. it became very expensive. So there was this the reality behind all of that making sense of it. So elements got cut, and actually, what happened was is that we became so good at judging the the photographer, the actual guys filming us, the cinematographers. They would set up and move their cameras in seconds, whereas it used to take a – we'd be like, okay, we're moving cameras. Everyone have a break. We would all leave. <laughs> go and snap. Yeah, They would come back. They would mm. remove cameras. Then by the end of it, something that took 12 hours ended up taking like two hours. <laughs> <laughs> right. So from 12 hours to two hours. Right. So just like, Um, and of course, then the network says, well, wow, you know, we just did that. That saved us a fortune. So that's one of the reasons why you see certain elements uh um, change dramatically. Things get cut, things move. And of course, the show suffers in a way because there is also something to be said about, you know, when people get tired, when people are working really hard, when they're super passionate about something and they'll go through anything to create something, That also means that emotions run high. And so when something happens, you do get the explosive moments. You do get the Mm -hmm. crazy. You do get the because everyone's pushed to the nth degree. And that that was real. That was also not just the contestants. That was us. So we were all in it together. Mm -hmm. And and just one more thing on that. And, you know, when I first started, the contestants didn't know me. Because um, they weren't in the fashion industry, really. They were, you know, the people we plucked out of obscurity or real life, and we we saw the diamond in the rough. And we, would, our job was to find the supermodel in them, the top model in them, right? Mm. Uh, and so they were able to get quite close to me f- from a you know personal standpoint because they didn't, they weren't intimidated by me in the same way because they'd never heard of me. As you become more famous, if as you like, as the show mm-hmm. goes on, the contestants would yes. come to the. show. And they would immediately be like, oh, you're Nigel Barker, noted fashion photographer. And they won't mm-hmm. talk to you. So right. when you would, there's a screen comes up and uh-huh. that changes the chemistry between all of us and them versus before, you know, and, and we were all sort of in it together. And to this day, I'm still friends with many of the contestants from the first three or four seasons. And after that, it becomes a little bit more less and diluted because mm-hmm. people they would just treat you differently because you were already on this pedestal, you know.
1: Right. Totally. That celebrity status. And guess the
0: first three or four seasons, that probably would have been right around when they switched over to the CW, too. And so that was like really the what we call the peak of Top Model, which was like eight, seven or eight. Yeah, yeah that makes right.
1: sense. Absolutely,
0: Sure.
1: I feel like to piggyback off that, and you may have answered yeah. it already, but um, when did you know that the show was a hit? do you remember like a certain moment when you were like, this is going to be big?
2: You know, I'll step it back a bit because I remember when Tyra first called me and they were like, they said, Oh, you know, and actually it wasn't even Tyra. It was at the time I wasn't in for in season one, as you know, I was start season two. Was when I started and they had, they used to audition everybody. Then everybody who came on the show, um, Later on, that didn't happen, by the way. We would just bring people on. They just, we we said we wanted this person. They would come, whether it would be a supermodel, (laughs) a designer, or anybody. But back in the early days, everyone, because the network didn't trust the fashion people to know what they were doing <laughs> Television, right. they were like, oh, we need to see that they're okay for tv mm-hmm. so i had to meet and it was jay Manuel and Nole marin who called me and said and i worked with them and they would said oh nigel they're looking for these for, for photographers for this show that tyra banks is doing you know tyra and i'm like sure yeah i've seen it uh, i saw a few episodes of season one and look cool i'll come meet these guys and i came by and they had cameras set up in Jay's <laughs> apartment, and I went in, and you know they they said they, and they gave me a book. They literally handed me a magazine and said, "Go through the magazine and critique the pictures." And I'm like, "Really?" Ooh. I was like, "Sure." Oh my
0: god! And I just opened it up,
2: and I just gave them an honest opinion, and they listened to me, looked at me, and the guy was like smiling from ear to ear. And I, was like, <laughs> I was like, "What?" And he's like, Fucked "No, it. just carry on, carry on." <laughs> And I was like, and I just went through it. And then, and then, you know, I didn't hear much from them for about a couple of weeks. And I, to be honest, didn't really think much of it. You know, I, I was not on television. That's not what I do. I'm a photographer. I was, you know, working, doing my thing. And they called me back and said, um, you know, we really liked what you did the first, you know, in that interview, we, we want, we want you on as a photographer for one of the episodes. But would you consider being a permanent judge and coming on in full time? And it was a bit of a risk, to be honest. It was a bit of a kind of, um, you know, reality television and primetime TV was, and with hindsight now, obviously, it was a great idea. But then we didn't know. And fashion industry looked down and frowned upon about things like things that were commercial or overly commercial. Mm -hmm. That was considered to be not cool, which is one of the reasons why our sponsors and things were very much sort of, you know, the sort of cover girls and Walmarts and uh, Mm -hmm. More Target, commercial. whatever, like very yeah. commercial brands, and it yeah. later when everyone sort of got it, did it become sort of Italian Vogue? Right? Yes. <laughs> it, it was Weird how Vogue was very late at, at realizing just how in Vogue we were, mm-hmm. and we didn't even know it, right? Yeah. So you know, I, it was a bit of a risk, but I, you know, I took the thing, and I remember doing the show and thinking to myself during that first season wow, this is different. And don't forget, there was no Instagram, there was no yeah, Twitter, right. none of okay. this had started, right? So it was very interesting how people in the streets were stopping me and saying, thank you. And mm-hmm. I, I learned so much about this and that. And, and it was, and I was like, whoa, like, what do you, what do you mean? Like, what, I didn't, we didn't really do anything, say anything like, no, no, you did, you, you I had no idea. I had no idea, and and it was, and I think that was one that when, when I started to realize we're creating something really special here. Yeah. And you know, and then when you when I would do this, we started to do you know? I remember season two, season three, and people wanted to come and watch, and the the, the network executives wanted to be there and watch the show. It's like they would never seen anything like it. It was, and and, we, and the thing is, it was it now with hindsight, and now with the fact that we've seen so many shows that are similar and what mm-hmm. have you. And and replicate the format, you know, you realize that it was obviously a great recipe, but back then it was a new recipe. And Mm -hmm. television doesn't like to sample things new very often. It's, Mm. they they love an old recipe that they can somehow shake up. And I think that, you know, that even the judging panel, having someone who's British on a judging panel (laughs) has become the formula. I mean, there is, yes, in wow. the world doesn't have a, a, an element of a Brit shaken into it. <laughs> Somehow the accent m- makes us sound smart, which by the way is <laughs> completely untrue. Um, <laughs> it's just the way we say it. Um, but anyway, it, it's quite amusing. And I think that's so, uh, I think probably it was around season four when it, you know, when we, our numbers started to get really high. Um, and I think it was by season six that we were like the number one show on primetime on a Wednesday yes. evening. Um, and that was like a, a pinnacle moment where you really couldn't go anywhere. People were calling us constantly to ask us to do this, to do that, and and we could ask just about whatever we wanted, you know. So, um, long story, but anyway, kind of gives it a little bit of a shape.
0: Yeah, that's, that's amazing. Crazy. Again, I'm just I like to bring it back to the whole thing about the recipe. Oh, I we I as two women who are are single and dating we have to do a lot of defending this podcast to mm-hmm. men who are like why would you talk about that show like and I'm like and I I have a long spiel but <laughs> I like I just go off about how it was formative and it it, it planted the seeds that created modern television and all of these things mm-hmm. so I'm glad to have that reinforced and I'll now I
2: how many men come up to me constantly <laughs> more men than women and they see me normally in an airport or something, and their faces light up, and they're like, hey, and they come over, and suddenly it dawns on them <laughs> why they you know me. And, like, and the whole look in their face goes, yes. and, um, and they're like, oh, oh, God, sorry, I thought you were. Um, <laughs> and they were like, my wife, my girlfriend, my daughter mm-hmm. uh-huh. makes me watch your show, and I'm like, makes me. Dude, it's, it's all right. And I, I get it. And meanwhile, you know, it, 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 it's funny. They've done when you do shows and you do television, they have like a rating system for every celebrity, every person who comes on the show, anybody like that to see who your fan base is. Right. <laughs> and they've done this to me multiple times for various campaigns that I've done and stuff like that. And they've said that meanwhile, majority of my fan base is female. However, the the male fans that I have, which is about twenty five percent of my fan base, they they trust me, a hundred percent.
1: Yeah.
2: don't always trust me. They 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 just they like me. They're my fan, but they don't necessarily trust me. Yes. Right? My male fans trust me one hundred percent. So one oh, hundred.
0: Yep. One hundred. Yes. You know, oh so my god. Nigel yeah, Barker. Yes. Like,
2: like yeah, I want to do. Can I, Can I be a fashion photographer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, That's
1: hilarious. hilarious. Oh. Oh, I love that! That's, I love that. That's, that's a focus group question. Do you trust him? Yeah, like, you trust him, uh,
2: right? Do you trust him? Because we, I guess, when you're selling things, and then ultimately all these shows oh, and, right. and they're trying to sell something, they want to know whether the person trusts you or not, and when you say something, you know. And it's it, it, with with uh, with women, it it depends on what the subject is, and this and that, and everything that's else. Right. And definitely, uh, the, you know, there's a general trust, but with men, it was just 100, just like boom. I
0: love
1: that.
2: That's uh, right. I'm like, to be selling things to men, yeah. <laughs> this is a given right here yeah.
0: okay. amazing um bringing it back to panel um you went through a rotation of people on the panel i mean you, yeah. you were the longest running judge other than tyra on this show um who did you find yourself agreeing with most what bring with Ooh. most on the panel in your 16 seasons 15 seasons something like that I
2: did 17 seasons.
0: 17 seasons. Wow. Embarrassing. I was way off. <laughs> no, no, you
2: weren't. But I, I normally people say 18 because that, that was the season I left. But it, yep. I didn't do the first season, so it's 17. But um, And we call them cycles.
0: Cycles, sorry. Oh, we forgive. do know
1: that. Sorry, I, forgive
2: me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you've got to get the link You're legal. right, you're right. I can see you smizing at me through the, <laughs> the camera right now. But, um, well... So, give me the question again, sir. I've lost my um, track. What
0: did you find yourself agreeing with most? Oh,
2: agreeing with most. Well, clearly, obviously, Tyra. Otherwise, I wouldn't have been there. seventeen. seconds that answers itself. That answers itself. Know who the boss is, people. No, I'm kidding. Um, actually, you know, the, the, the fact of the matter is, is that there were Everyone had their own stick and their own angle, and I think that I was there as a voice of reason, mm-hmm. I wasn't there to be crazy. I wasn't there to be over the top. I wasn't there to be, you know, uh, I was there to sort of deliver a very sort of the, the, really a, the straightforward down the line. You know, this is what I see. This is from a photographer's mm-hmm. perspective. This is what I think works. Um, and in a way that kind of saved me too, because I feel like a lot of the other you know, characters and people we had on, they had to, but they were performing in their own way. And it was tough sometimes yeah. to do that. You know, and, you know, I, you know someone like Miss J, Miss J is Miss J. I mean, the wonderful, he's a good friend of mine to this day. And, yes. you know, and he's always been that way. He's just, he's that guy. I mean, he loves it. He's a natural born performer. Um, but he'd have to think of things every season. He would be like, okay, this is the season my hair gets bigger and bigger. This right. is the season my outfit changes like this grows or something happens. And it's, you know, this whole, I never had to do that. I just
0: could showed just up and
2: my thing. Mm-hmm. You know that, that helped me, and I think saved me in some respect because, you know, it, it, it was I didn't have that same element. Um, but you know, I, I, Twiggy was a lot of fun to have on board. Yeah, it was a she was a, someone who was a real icon for me too. Yeah. Um, and but I, I think all and Andre Leon Talley obviously was a classic and hilarious. And yes. my God, just the you know some of the things he would say, legendary stories that he would tell, and yes. you would be just like. What? No <laughs> way. That <happened>? that <laughs> campaign, you were there. You remember that moment. I mean, he was like uh. an encyclopedia of fashion. And mm-hmm. so that's an honor, you know, to be there for. But ultimately, you had to, no matter what, just say your piece. Say what you believed. It wasn't about agreeing. It wasn't about not agreeing. Because if you did, then you would get really boring banter. And And also, mm-hmm. that's not what anyone was there for. We were mm-hmm. there. And, you know, we had created the show from a very honest standpoint. And I think had I come on later, had I been a later judge, it would have probably been harder for me to do that because just like the contestants got starstruck, you would be starstruck by the success of the show. You would be starstruck by what had happened to top model. And I think the big judges that we had on, you know, and how famous they were, they had come onto a show that was hugely famous too. You know, we had a greater audience than Vogue did when Vogue came on, you know, like, we had 6 million people watching us. They were selling half a million copies, right? So it was, that's why they needed to come on Top Model or too. You know, it was, a, it was, those were the moments that were happening. And so I think that when I started, it, it wasn't like that. So when, by the time I, I always had that, you know, behind me that I, I, I could do this, I was doing it, people, you know, this was my opinion and I'm just going to tell it like I see it
1: mm-hmm. and
2: you have to like it or, or not. It's, yeah. it's just an opinion at the end of the day. Yeah. yeah
1: it's obviously working because I'm here for 18 cycles so like just stick with the formula really exactly
0: it's amazing that's so cool like it is it's yeah it's just fascinating and yeah like it's just can you imagine being the presence of Andre Liantali? I just can't imagine I, I love him so much well, he,
2: we've worked together a lot since and he's a lovely guy actually he's you know he's larger than life character and you know he was the fashion editor of numero magazine as well and I worked with him on that um several times and you know, he's just a, a, a sort of a legend he creates he creates magic just by being there it's a it's okay. a strange thing you watch him say things and people perform in a certain way because he's right there and that kind of thing it's like you know wonderful We've
1: yeah. named multiple podcast episodes off of qu- quotes of his, uh, critiques of photos. I think he called one like an incandescent frozen wonderland. I'm, we, I'm misquoting, just, but... It, it was so wonderful. Just like, art would yeah. come out of his mouth. Yeah. It's the vocabulary, amazing. the language.
0: Um, uh-huh. Yeah.
1: Okay. I'm curious what your favorite photo shoot was that you did, and then what your favorite photo shoot somebody else did was just through all the I've
2: seasons. Thought, I've got a few favorite photo shoots. I don't necessarily have one or two. I mean, I think, that, for example, the very first one I did, the Garden of Eden shoot, mm-hmm.
0: yes. it was
2: just very – I'd never done anything really like that before, even in my career, because it's just a, such a themed shoot, right? Mm-hmm. It was sort of it was like Disney meets fashion meets, you know, yeah. nudity. Full body art meets, okay. you know, all these different things, and we created this. We had a huge budget too; it was bonkers. Like we had this photo studio for several days in advance. We built this jungle the, oh the day gosh. before. We lit the whole thing. The whole thing was inside. And, you know, like we did all of the stuff that was. You know, we had a team of like twenty makeup artists doing body <laughs> art on them, and mm-hmm. it was just anything we That's wanted insane. to do. And, you know. yeah, it was really unusual. And it was my first photo shoot for Top Model. And this is back Mm -hmm. when when Tyra used to come on set and do the photo shoot too, right? So every photo shoot Tyra used to do. And I would shoot Tyra, and then it was, that would be the picture that would pop up at judging. It was like, Mm -hmm. this is how you do it, girls. Yes,
0: (laughs) yes.
2: (laughs) And and it would be like, here are all the contestants doing it. And so, you know, it was like a lot to do. It was a big deal. And that unfortunately also got scrapped because Tyra was, I'm not doing the photo shoots anymore. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I don't need to do that. You know? So things like that were fun and cool to do. So that was a really fun shoot. And of course, season two, we had, a, there was a lot of nudity sort of thing that you just couldn't do, can't do on television anymore. Yeah. And and it, you know, it's somewhat, it's a shame, but at the same time it's you know, sign of the times and I totally get it. And I think that there is elements where the industry has definitely changed and for the better. Um, but that all fell apart because of the Janet Jackson moment where she revealed a nipple on stage, mm-hmm. you know, nipple ring. And, and all of a sudden, all television with yeah. any type of nudity got nipple cut gate. off. Nipple uh, gate. Nipple gate, that And that affected Top Model because there were actually other episodes that were coming up that had had elements of nudity in it, but which we never thought anything of. And then all of a sudden that became like, oh, we have to cut that. We have to change that. So that episode's actually changed after we'd filmed them because of that. Oh. Um, so. Wow changed television all over so it's funny you don't realize sometimes when something happens on television and a, some you know there's a ruling somewhere it can affect all editing and all programming across all channels and all networks um and that was sort of the beginning of those moments but that was one of my favorites and the other one which i love is a shoot with um as you all know Cara D. where we were in barcelona yes uh, and Cara D. is still a friend of mine by the way we are uh, we became Good friend. She's one of the few girls who I regularly are in touch with. Okay. Um, and she's hilarious. Um, but um, you know, obviously the Bullring shoot in Barcelona, which yes. was just epic. Yes. Oh, yes. Amazing. We Iconic. Had to, I got to, I luckily, beginning of every season, like Tyra would come up to me and say, look, these are some of the big shoots we've got. Which one do you want to do? <laughs> I Ooh, divs. Pick, I got to pick like the cool that ones. Is cool. Ones. Yes. Like that. Yeah. So. That was, that was, you know, fun to do. And as far as other people's shoots, I've got to say that some people don't always pay attention, but I would get, and I still do, people oftentimes thought that I just shot everything. <laughs> yeah. I would get thanked. I would get letters for doing this shoot, for doing that. I didn't do them. I'm like, that wasn't my shoot. I'm you're like, like, you're welcome. They were like, oh, I love the shoot you did with Ava with the spider on her face. Oh. You know, and I'm like, I, I was not me um, but but you know sometimes i liked it because i'm like hey you know what that was good those were good pictures yeah. um i'll take it
1: i'll take
2: credit other um, yeah. times i was like that shoot was actually not that great and people were like <laughs> i can't believe that's what you did and i'm like no i didn't do that yeah uh, so you know I, I don't know i guess some people just tuned out at that aspect when they were mm-hmm. like okay photographer whatever right but um I, I actually think that the shot of Ava with the spider on her face, that was an epic top model moment. Oh yeah. And it very created and actually when I went back, I think it was season twenty-two or twenty-three, I, I went back to Top Model. I'm not sure if you know that. Did you mm-hmm. see that episode? Well, I came back uh with Ava. Oh. No, we haven't
1: gotten there yet. We, tw- we know, did twenty three and twenty-four. You you 23? Yeah. I yeah. came back and, we don't I came remember.
2: back and um did an episode with and Ava was there. So oh,
1: yes, I do remember this.
0: Okay, and sorry, sorry.
2: <laughs> I did a guest appearance for one episode, uh, mm-hmm. and we, we did the spider shoot.
0: Yeah. So just yeah. A, just
2: really, complicated, really get confused about who actually shot it. <laughs> I did not oh. do the original, but I was
0: brought back yeah. to redo it.
1: So spider shoot part two. Him,
0: you're not wrong.
1: You're not incorrect. Yeah. It's just he didn't do the first one. That yeah. was an amazing shoot. That was, again, the early season shoots were uh-huh. so iconic. Uh-huh. Just like a, a simple it was just beauty shoot Basically, shot. a
2: photo studio with, with a tarantula on your face.
1: Yeah. And, and diamonds. And diamonds. Amazing.
2: Yes. <laughs> you need people.
1: Yeah. That's all.
0: All you need is spiders and diamonds, guys. Spiders and diamonds.
1: Yeah.
0: Nigel Barker told you that's all you need. <laughs> um, le- so, you've appeared on international franchises of Top Model, correct? many many you weren't which ones i can't uh, remember
2: everything from russia wow. finland australia new zealand england canada holland um i mean i, I just goes oh on God. mexico uh, you name it i mean loads loads so germany i mean they they've all i mean we i think we have over 50 different uh, varieties of top model around the world um 50 different countries that have their own that is and insane. i've done like probably 15 of them and many of them i've done regularly i've you know here yeah. canada's next top model with jay who jay used to host that one i did that multiple yeah. times and okay. you know holland's next top model i'm actually a permanent judge and i've done three seasons
0: wow That's
2: amazing. See that. so the, the season that just finished airing now i'm a permanent judge and i it's, i'm back i do exactly what i used to do uh, it's kind of unusual because they all speak Dutch except for me who speaks English I was about to ask I was like do just you just don't care they're just like we want you so I'm on the show and they, they subtitle me and mm-hmm. I just speak in English and that's everyone so just cool. put up it <laughs> oh that's
0: amazing that so much like, I mean, yeah they're just like well he's Nigel Barker he's known as mm-hmm. fashion
2: photographer they all speak Dutch to me around me and I just say what I want to say and everyone yeah. just looks at me. <laughs> I have a translator in my ear oh
1: okay sure
2: <laughs> yeah, pretty funny but,
0: like shrug yeah. now I know what to do um, how does the t- those how do those compare to top model? Do you feel in terms of fashion? More, more basic, we've had a yeah. lot of
2: from the Holland's Next Top Model, and I think that you know in many ways they learn from the mistakes of the American versions mm-hmm. too. Sometimes where what worked, what didn't, what photo shoots were fun, what themes <laughs> are working, you know. And so whereas oftentimes Europe is a test ground for American shows, in this particular instance, America is the flagship, and it was the one where you know they did all these crazy things, amazing things. And the biggest issue most thrown versions have is that they haven't got the budgets that American ones have. So whereas we would do these crazy, incredible shoots, hanging people off bridges and going up to the top of Macau Tower and you know locations, yes. whatever we wanted. We were going to go to Bangkok. We're going to go to Spain. We're going to go to China. We're okay. going to do a runway show in the Great, in the Forbidden City, for goodness sakes, mm-hmm. right? Like, what <laughs> the happening there? Right. You know, I was <laughs> like, what are we, am I out of my mind? Can someone pinch me slap me and wake me up? Am I actually in the Forbidden City? And by mm-hmm. the way, that was the first time there'd ever been a, a photo shoot film ever made in the Forbidden City. It was top of model. Course.
0: Yes. The and show. Real-
2: soldiers, real soldiers that we hired, those weren't actors. We actually hired the Chinese military to stand there. <laughs> and and paid them paid a general to have that happen i mean it was just unbelievable what we were doing you know uh, so to stand walk <laughs> closer, as we did with you know a walk to the top and sit in a throne at yep. the top yeah. what the heck was going on I remember here?
1: that Woo.
2: amazing gives me goosebumps just thinking about yeah. it i yeah. know
0: wow wow yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I noticed because I've seen a lot of Australia's Next Top Model. I think it's just a truly incredible franchise. Um, mm-hmm. all right, But like going back to the nudity thing, that's the thing I noticed most about that show. They show boobies. They show everything on that show. You see everything. Oh, really? And so it's always, oh, yeah, and they're not afraid.
2: No, like well, we're, it's in, in Europe as well. I mean, it, it, it's in the large part just because it's it's not considered yeah. unusual, right? So it's if you, not go as you go to Spain, people are topless on the beach and stuff. Like that. It's mm-hmm. Germany's the same thing. Like that's just not a part of a. It's a cultural thing more than yeah. anything. Yeah. And the fashion industry, you know nudity and semi nudity it's it's not or it's not really being, it's not played the same way right. in europe and in magazines as it is it has become in in the us and mm-hmm. you know and, and it's for better and for worse in certain situations i mean i think there's an empowerment issue too where as a woman you know and with a lot of the models i deal with if they want to be nude, that's should, it's almost like their business but in, in america it's like no no you've got to like that's why you have things like hashtag free the nipple on instagram and things like that because it's right. sort of why should a guy be able to be topless and a, ma- a woman not, right? Mm-hmm. There's sort of rules and regulations that don't necessarily make sense. Whereas if you're in Germany, they have um, co-ed bathrooms, you know, I and mean, yeah. I mean, it's a completely different chain of thought. So yeah, you, that's very different. I've got to say the Mexican Mexican's top model was one of my favorites to do because the Mexicans just had such fun with it. They were Really oh, loved it. They were just so excited about everything we did, awesome. um, giggling and laughing, and the Mexicans were just l- really enjoying it. And then they dubbed me to have this sort of Speedy Gonzalez, really high-pitched Mexican voice. So I, I'm standing there, and my voice comes out, and it's like,
1: "Hola!" <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was just the funniest thing. Like, that is oh, amazing. Wow. Whoa! Wait a second. <laughs> I like it.
1: Oh, I need to see oh, that. God. Wow. Yeah, I know. I want to watch gonna a gonna montage need- of that. oh yeah please
2: i know i'm really i'm surprised that hasn't become a sort of a A youtube video a
0: supercut. we need it we need it uh hillary so yeah yeah, so i'm curious
1: you (laughs) mentioned that you're still in touch with carrie d are there any other um contestants that you're still in touch with
0: i mean
2: april and i have always been friends and a lot of the girls from that that we love April. april yeah, she's wonderful. She's a really lovely girl, and she's done so well, and you know, continuing continuing it on and what have you. And um, there have been certain people from Shandy. You know, you may remember her. Yeah, of Again, a lot of these girls from the early seasons, because they, you know, we, we were all in it. Like, together, like mm-hmm. I said, and you know, the, we cared about their careers as I tried to with everyone. But the more you, you know, the, it got bigger and bigger, and more and more contestants. And you know, sometimes I remember someone would come up to me and say hi, oh my God, do you remember me kind of thing? And I'd look at them and, and I'd be like, kind of do, but
1: <laughs>
2: oh no. Oh, no. And yes, yes, of course I do. And yeah. they were like, oh, come on. I was a contestant, Cycle 7 you know, eliminated third episode of America's Next Top Model, and meanwhile, this is like I'm on like season 17, right? right? So, <laughs> they, like, had children, they, you know, they were only on the show for two weeks, and but for them, it was a pivotal moment of their career or something, and or something really exciting. Right. And for me, you know, and I didn't even know they'd had the makeover or not. I don't know the, the right. hair changed, the right. change, you know, they've got children, they've got this, they're married, they're, I don't right. know. Right? So it was very hard to sort of always remember all the contestants. I mean, right. I must have had hundreds and hundreds, Yeah, there were certain people who, you know, obviously became friends or you had something in common with, and, um, you know, Carrie D uh, and April actually both appeared in a book that I did. Um, and Danielle, um, yes. Dan, you know, who's doing such a great business. She has a hat business amazing. now.
0: And, mm-hmm. and they're well,
2: amazing. She some of her hats for a shoot. And, yeah, she's killing so it. it. Was, yeah. And, you know, we had several of our, our – uh, Anna Lee – who's and he became a successful actress yes. and, mm-hmm. you know, so then several have became successful actresses and, you know, and, and obviously, yeah, yeah. Yaya, my goodness. I mean, she's rocking. Mm-hmm. It now. I saw her on television just, I think a couple of nights ago.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I mean, I'm not necessarily in touch in touch with Yaya, but I've bumped into her once or twice over the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, yeah, no, it's, 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 a, it's a lot of fun to sort of stay in touch and see people and see how well they do and see how their careers have taken off and, you know, who continues to do things and, um, that's one of the, the joys actually of doing it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Um, what is your relationship like with Tyra and the Jays?
2: Well, the, the Jays I see regularly and yes. we, we all live in New York. Um, so that helps. And, and the, the number one time I see them is normally during fashion week and stuff like that. And oh, I have a podcast of my own called shaken and stirred and miss Jay. Came on my podcast and we talked a lot about you know his entire career and where we started and and it's a, it's an alcohol cocktails based um, Ooh, podcast
1: of course so uh,
2: you know that we, we we talked about you know he doesn't drink so that's a, but he has lots of funny stories about why he doesn't drink so <laughs> that's a, that was interesting and entertaining so you know you can hear more from Miss J on on my podcast as well but um, um and Tyra I saw about a year ago we had lunch in L.A. Um, and I met her child and what oh, have yeah. you. And, you know, That's wonderful. Uh, yeah, it's wonderful. We keep a, it's pretty much a business relationship. We're always going to be friends, but
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know, it, it's she's an incredibly busy person, and we don't live on the same coast, and we see each other once in a while. And there's mm-hmm. never been any animosity since we left top model, and mm-hmm. uh, I always appreciate the opportunity that she provided all of us, and we had an incredible ride, and you know, it was a sort of a, a generation of creating amazing content that everyone you know a lot of people will you know it defined their sort of adolescence which i think is (laughs) special
0: Mm -hmm. yes yep it's true formative Mm -hmm. um i saw jay miss jay at the laquan smith show and i i watching him pull those faces as people were walking down the (laughs) runway was the only reason i made it because i was i was just like i could not keep my eyes off of him i was like i'm so sorry laquan smith your your clothes are amazing but i am just watching because he was exactly like right right in my sight line i was like i just can't keep my eyes off of him because it was amazing because there was one model walking down that runway he just went like like, and I was just like, what's oh, that, honey?
2: No. Yeah, disapproving, the disapproving look of, no, you can't walk. Yes. In those no, shoes. It was. I know. I've been there. done it. I mean, I've told them to be quiet a couple of times. I'm like, Jay, you've got to stop. <laughs>
0: His just, face is stop. so loud. Yeah. We, are
2: not, we are not on America's Next Top Model right <laughs> We are guests <laughs> at someone else's show. And people, they're all sitting together. Uh, because, yes. You know, people no. will sit, you know, Jay Manuel, Jay Alexander and me together sitting. And so literally, it's like, you know, all the fashionistas who are there look at us and they're like,
0: oh, yeah the whole of course yeah like, oh i okay, would
2: a second. we're like a side show yeah yeah like.
1: yep. <laughs> oh yeah i definitely I would like probably.
2: we're on like uh, the muppet show and we're like the grumpy <laughs> old man up in the box
0: commenting on <laughs> things
1: would love to yeah, see I, that can, crossover I, yes i would really
0: love that if you could <laughs> get in contact with the jim henson company i would really <laughs> i think you can coordinate that, oh, that um, yeah no that's amazing i'm glad i'm glad to hear that you're still in contact with them because yeah, they are very truly happy. yeah they seem to be the best parts of the show okay. well we're gonna move into our next segment mm-hmm. which is our personal favorite segment um it's called rapid fire it basically is what exactly it sounds like we're gonna say a name or a a, a cycle a thing, number a cycle number and you're gonna tell us the first thing that comes to your mind when you think of it.
1: So essentially, it like an ink blot test. Okay. We're sure. psychoanalyzing you, but not really.
2: <laughs> I'll do my best.
1: Okay. Yes. Okay, uh, Hillary, you can go first. Okay, uh, Tyra Banks. Smize. Mm. Yeah.
0: Originator, love it. Um, let's go with cycle two. Adam
2: and Eve shoot.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Carrie D.
2: <laughs> pull something up my bottom.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll never forget that. We'll never forget. Like, what an amazing television
2: moment! <laughs> You'll never forget it. I was there for God's sake. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, "Can he pull that stick out of his butt, butt or something like that, yeah. or ass? Or I don't remember yeah. what yeah. she said exactly, but ass, right?" And I was like, "What?" And, and the thing is, is that. I didn't actually, I actually laughed at the time. I was like, that's funny. But the producers were like, she can't now say that to you. <laughs> and I, so it, the whole thing became a thing. Yeah, but, um, yeah I'm supposed was, to be mad. Yeah, it you are like,
0: bad. oh, I'm supposed to be mad about that? Okay, Oh, okay, oh, cool, 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 cool. Good to know. <laughs> I, I'm glad I'm, I'm now clued in included. Still that. to
2: this day, when I see Cara D, And or, when, every now and then she likes one of my pictures on Instagram or she comments to me and says something about one of my pictures. and And, and literally nine times out of 10, The stick being pulled out of my ass is mentioned again and again and again (laughs) by her and by me. I'm like, wait a second, let me just pull that stick out of my ass and and tell you about it. And she's like, like laughing and pulling faces. Uh, You know, it is what it is. It is. yeah it's a bit it's a
0: running it's a running inside joke that the rest of the world also seems to be weirdly in on if i ever catch that i'm gonna like it i'm gonna hit the Mm -hmm. like button so hard i'm gonna be like oh i see you too last time
2: she wrote something and i just wrote one word hashtag stick (laughs) i just put it that was all I my comment Mm -hmm. on her thing was hashtag stick (laughs) like she grabs it she writes back she goes would you
0: stop She will never. No, nope. the answer never. Never, never
2: stopping. <laughs> no, um, uh, Jay Manuel. Uh, Jay Manuel. <laughs> I guess it's going to be manual overdrive. But um, mm-hmm. that, that's you know he's just such a character. His hair color, like the I, I've always loved him. He's such a character, but he's so serious as well, and he's so really, really like, serious about his stuff and what he does. And he does a great job But that. For me, when I see him, it's. The first thing that comes to mind is when I, you know, seeing him on set behind me, like telling the girls what to do mm-hmm. and giving them their little moments. And occasionally, the two of us would like butt heads because it was like, I'm like, I don't want them to do that. <laughs> All right? Like that is not what I want. You no, know, other times, and he, you know, he was just like, I don't care what you want. You know, this is what I see. You know, so there were. But it was really funny because we really had our own visions, and mm-hmm. you know, but, no, yeah. but it's the right. It's it's, it's cool. It, it was very much like. Um, how it is in the real business Mm -hmm. you know that's reality. like you don't always agree and that there are and it's all right to to disagree right it's not
1: personal it's just like the creative side
2: of it yeah professional means that you have an opinion and you can't be a success and a creative unless you have an opinion Mm -hmm. and it's not liked by everyone but it is to be to say that this is how i think it's going to go and if you don't just do what someone else tells you then no one's you're not going to get hired again because Mm -hmm. they hire you
0: for your opinion Exactly.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: yeah for having Um, a vision
1: yeah okay Janice Dickinson.
0: I knew you were going to do this one. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, there was a time when she kissed me on set. Oh, which yeah. like, You know that I think I take my breath away, and at the time, <laughs> my wife was doing my makeup. So um, you know, I think that was a, a moment where she was like, she looked at me and she was just like, you know, gave me a kiss. And, <laughs> you know, and I was just like, oh, Janice Dickinson just kissed me. You know, I was like, what's going on here? Um, it's a bit like actually, you know, when Tyra put her feet up on the on the stage oh, at yes. one point. All the feet came up, and I was standing <laughs> sitting there with like everyone's feet on me. <laughs> uh, I'm like, I'm, is this real? I've got like three supermodels who've all put their feet on me right now. You know, um, I'm like, this is this has got to get back. <laughs> had this been the time of Instagram, I probably would have been crucified, or oh or, or maybe to a hero. I'm mm-hmm. not quite. Sure That's but, true. Or uh, both. You know, or both. it's the internet.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, cycle nine.
2: Cycle nine. Um, where it's were we? It's
0: cycle. It's where you went to
2: China. Oh, well, there you go. Well, the Beijing shoot that I did was incredible. And I already mentioned the Forbidden City. Right. I forget where I go on each cycle, but the, the, when we went to China, the Forbidden City, that moment walking down that line, with I, I could feel the ghosts of every wow. sort of dynasty that had ever been in, in you know the Forbidden City. It was That's really amazing. extraordinary. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then to do that shoot there was, you know, in that temple... All the girls were just unbelievable. I mean, it, it was—they all turned it on. And my wife is—is is Chinese as well. And I, so that there was some aspect where for both of us, it was like, like, wow, what a magical place. And mm-hmm. the destinations we went to on Top Model were it also made the show into like a travel show. Mm-hmm. It was not, yes, just a show, yeah, it was a travel show and a photography show and a reality show. So mm-hmm. it was very cool.
1: exactly um, Tiffany Cycle Four.
2: Well, obviously, obviously, clearly the, 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 that magical, you know, judging moment of, of Ira losing herself. And i got to tell you, I was, we were all sitting there and, you know, Tiffany said what she said. And Tyra just was like, when she lost it,
1: mm-hmm.
2: i <laughs> all of us, every one of us just jumped out of our seat. We didn't know what was happening. I, I was like, oh, my God. But the thing is, you have to understand that we really cared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not... Like, I mean, Tyra really always cared about every contestant, wanted them to do well, had given them the opportunity and said, this is what we're going to, you know, we, we're helping you out here. Why are you throwing it away? Don't you get it? Right. And, and it's just that real pivotal moment. And actually, after the fact, I was I thought for sure, OK, they're going to edit that out. That's just not going to make the cut. Right. right. Not going to happen. There's no way. Um, that's going to make it. And I remember actually getting a call from production telling me, FYI, what happened that, that evening when Tyra lost it, that she, she said to keep it. She wants it in. She's It's, it's been okay. It's been approved. Wow. Because, I just
0: got chills. Wow.
2: Because <laughs> <laughs> we knew that, we, and I even myself was like, well, I don't know how this is going to go down. Like, this could be good. This could be bad. It's like, you know, how does it look? I don't, I'm like, well, how do we look? Because I mean, we half—I think I jumped out of my seat. I was like, (laughs) like, you know, I wasn't sure what was about to happen. And um, but it came from the heart. It came from a real place. And and that's also why Topol is genius. It was that passion. You can't, you know, you could cut the air with a knife at that moment. Mm -hmm. You know.
1: Oh -hmm. my gosh! Yeah, I can't imagine being in the room during that that's i probably uh, would have hit under the judging table i think i would have ran out of the room <laughs> like i think i just would have run away just impulsively oh no 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 no
2: yeah we were yeah. all like tied to the table, so there was like, <laughs> yeah like,
0: right, was, like, right.
2: Each to the table you know that's
0: our we actually have a running joke where tyra does have you guys tethered to the
2: desk yeah, all tethered.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. that's, that's good, good to know duct tape there every season just like up yeah. there um all stars uh
2: all Stars, I think that the, the crazy video that they all did together, I don't know if you remember the the, the video that they all, the, the All Stars one, was that where we went to Greece?
1: Yes. Yeah. Right,
2: well, remember the Greece video that they all did in Greece where Tyra had and Tyson Beckford came in for it? Yes! <laughs> oh,
1: the Model Land one, right?
2: Yes, one. yes
1: of course that we
2: remember. was a moment of like, a, I remember watching that video going, okay, what is happening? Uh, <laughs> like, we have become model superheroes. I was like, <laughs> I'm like, I really, I'm like, I don't know whether like, this is Zoolander wasn't even (laughs) as good as this. This is taking us to a whole nother level. I'm like, Uh, I'm not sure that I'm all in on this right now at this particular moment. I'm like, whoa, man, this is so out there. And yet of course it was a big part of top model. We took things to the nth degree and extremes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we were often criticized for doing photo shoots that were over the top, but you know, pretty much every photo shoot we ever did Was based on a shoot that actually had been done in fashion history. And it was just that we took the most bonkers or crazy or out there or, you know, daring photo shoots and we put them all into one show. Yeah. So whereas the majority of photo shoots on, in, in most fashion shoots are up, up against the white wall, that wouldn't be very interesting to make a TV show about. But right. you know, if you look at the history of fashion when someone put models in big glass balls and floated them down, them down the Seine River in Paris and that became a classic shoot for Vogue, that's very similar to us putting models in a big glass ball and having to do a runway show oh down there. You know, God,
1: And yes. even if you look at
2: you know, Alexander <laughs> between runway shows where he'd have people walking on water or there'd be fire, people would be like, oh my God, you're so crazy for doing that. And we're like, well, Alexander McQueen's doing it mm-hmm. or did it, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy, but it's also about fantasy mm-hmm. and fashion and fantasy and all of that. And Tyra got that. She, she's always had a real, you know, great sense of what that means. Yeah. And, you know, and of course model land was a big part of that, but, mm-hmm. you know, so it was it was fun.
1: Right. Right. Um, that's yeah.
0: model <laughs> Right.
1: Well, oh, that. I think
2: Tyra's coming out with a it theme, is
1: model a theme land. Part. she is. We're, so oh, yeah we're ready
0: to cross. go to that yeah we're trying to get tickets to that somehow whenever they release them or whatever it is
2: um, yeah. um i've been in touch with her and, and her team about model land as well so who knows i don't know where that's going to go or how it's going to do right. but i'm sure i attached to it it's going to be something spectacular okay. um, yeah oh
1: my god i'm so um,
0: excited
2: <laughs>
1: okay. jade cycle six
2: I, you know jade i remember photographing her in phuket and she was on the boat and it was rocking yes. you know all mm-hmm. moment and that was actually my favorite shoot shot from that shoot that we did there and i i was in the water and i actually got electrocuted they didn't play that part they never played but i got her <laughs> <laughs> you know when, when we're the not liable get- <laughs> there was time when I was like almost gouged by a bull in Barcelona. There was a time when I got electrocuted in Phuket. They all, you know, I was terrified of heights, and they always kicked me to go to the top of Macau. They were trying
1: to kill you. Uh,
0: they were trying to kill you, Nigel. Like that's
2: just you know, everywhere I went, they were like Ken Mock was like, okay, we're giving you this crazy shoot, and I'm like, wait a second, I'm gonna get charged by a bull, I'm gonna get electrocuted in the water in a storm, I'm gonna be put on the tallest tower and strapped, and I'm gonna fall off and go to the top of Sydney Harbour Bridge and yeah. look at traffic. I'm like, what is going on here, people? But um, it was also fun to do and push me to my boundaries as well.
0: Oh, and, yeah. You know. Right. But uh, all but, those heights. But those terrifying. So, those those were a, no- a grand no from me, dog. Um, um, let's go with Twiggy.
2: Twiggy, she's just such a legend. The first thing that comes to mind with Twiggy, I... I this, I, I'm not sure exactly what, it, what moment it was, but I think it was just saying Twiggy. I mean, it was just the, you know, she It was and is one of the biggest legends in fashion. Mm-hmm. Like So everyone else who was there, we were all kind of doing it together in the same time period. Twiggy is someone who defines an era. And I actually wrote a book called uh, Models of Influence uh, that became a New York Times bestseller that published by um, HarperCollins. And, Twiggy, I dedicated a whole chapter to because she was that moment in the 60s where, mm-hmm. you know, you know, the whole 60s look or, or rather 50s look of, of women in hourglass um, mm-hmm. dresses and being sort of perfect was turned on its head. And Twiggy revolutionized. What, what it meant to be a woman and what it meant to be, you know, to cut your hair short and sounds like, oh, what, whatever, cut your hair short. That was a big deal when she did it. Like mm-hmm. no one had done that before. And her, she, she had sort of boyish features. She was small, she was um, flat chested. She was things that were not considered to be overly female. And that was revolutionary. And, yeah. she, and she rocked it and she became like the biggest, most successful, powerful sort of model, true supermodel. And you know, she only modeled for two years. That was her extent of her career. and I What? I did not know <laughs> know that. Everything that she did was done in a two-year period. So wow. it, the fact that she sort of created an incredible body of work, everyone wanted to shoot her. She was like the Beatles mm-hmm. from, from a model perspective. So th- for me, just when, it, when they were like, and Twiggy, here's a model that, like Tyra Banks, you don't have to say Banks. You just have to right, say Ty- Tyra. Tyra. The original, <laughs> Twiggy. Right?
0: Twiggy,
1: one-name wonder. That's well, it. I love it. I love it. That's amazing. Um, okay, I'll go. <clears throat> cycle 10. Uh, that's Whitney's cycle. Ketergenia, yeah. I,
2: Italy. That, I think that, that cycle particularly obviously was a groundbreaking one from a fashion perspective. And, you know, people hadn't really seen full-figured models on a television show or even really working in the business. And now, of course, Ashley Graham is like one of the judges. Mm-hmm. The She's model.
0: literally on the cover of Vogue right now. <laughs>
2: cover of vogue and it you know and, and top model was a precursor for a lot of that happening and there were mm-hmm. people and at the time when we did that we were, we were saying oh this is shouldn't this not going to work and you know people aren't going to react to it this, designers aren't going to have anything fair to wear all of this sort of stuff i mean it was hardcore and tyra was absolutely stuck in a no this is she's the right person for this we want to have full-figured models we want to have inclusivity you know and, and so you know I think that for me, that moment, and I I actually shot the um, the cover of Seventeen magazine that year as well uh, yeah. with Whitney. And that was a very pivotal moment, you know, to shoot her for that cover um, and, and to make history. You know,
0: mm-hmm. awesome, mm-hmm. amazing. Uh, Andre Leon Talley.
2: <laughs> Andre and his giant caftans sitting yes.
0: there. The uh, only man who could wear a caftan only person who can wear a caftan, really. I can't wear a yeah, caftan.
2: I know. I, I remember one, you know, slightly fabulous story, which never was not an, an aired story, but you know, he was sitting there, we were about to go on shooting and someone had all you know, we, we would sometimes get coffees and things and teas and I drink tea and he was he was drinking an iced coffee and he had sat there, he got his iced coffee and he he had it on his chest and he was talking and then he took it away. And there was a big wet mark because it was the ice condensation on the outside of his thing. And it had made his top wet and we were about to shoot, you know. And he looked down he was like, oh, my goodness, who gave me a a wet drink? (laughs) All these PAs were just like, oh. You think know, like, like someone's getting fired? It was like someone was about to get fired. It was like this <laughs> sort of hilarious sort of fashion moment, you know, like the devil eats Prada kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It was about to happen. And, you know, it, it, it was all fine in the end, but it was this I just remember that moment of like, oh, you know, this is not
1: sexy. <laughs> <laughs> this is God. animal. You know, I love him. <laughs> very, He's, very
2: funny. I mean, is... just the comments that he'd come out with, they were just so this baritone voice mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. sort of formidable um, personality. And, you know, it was just a, a real force of nature.
1: Mm-hmm. Agreed, agreed. Yeah. We're big fans.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: this is my last rapid fire. Um, I think, yeah, I think all across the board, yeah. is this, Oh, this is our last one. Um, yes. Cycle 16. So that's the, uh, is that Brittany? It's Brittany. Mm. Brittany mm. and Molly. Ryan, the second Italian Morocco. Vogue one.
2: I, that shoot, the shoot Morocco. that I did for them where we went to the trash heap um, yes, the was, there, <laughs> was the stinkiest photo shoot I'm that so I've interested. ever done.
1: Yeah. It,
2: you, you know, thank God. You did not have to
1: smell television,
2: that. It's not scratch and sniff because that, you know, the look on those models' faces, when you see the kind of like that high fashion look of disgust, that was because it was disgusting. It wasn't because <laughs> they were really modeling. So they were sort of cheating because all they had to do. <laughs> the the rotting trash everywhere um but it was one of the most one of the coolest photo shoots I've ever done. I think, and I loved that we had Michael Chinko from the Philippines who had created mm. these uh, incredible designs yes. from recycled materials. They had necklaces made of forks and spoons and knives. Yes. And the Ugh. concept was that from out of the trash, the recycled, you know, recycling had made this material, had made this high fashion, and they oh. stood there goddesses, and they were so big the outfits that we put them on on like standing on top of ladders um mm-hmm. so the, the dress you know, on the ladder and down onto the ground so they were literally like nine feet tall and and you know, we had these huge tractors and all the rest of it It was just an amazing kind of shoot to do so that was uh, i think that you know certain for me some of the photo shoots were some of the most memorable things because i got to, to really really play um right. and have fun and create in a way that it's very unusual to have that much freedom, mm-hmm. you know, and, and to be able to sort of do it, you know, each the shot with a with a different person, but with the same kind of concept, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's normal times you shoot with one person and you shoot it once and then you move on to the next shot. Mm-hmm. This time we got to reinvent, 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 and see who does right. it best, which is very cool.
1: That is awesome.
0: That's so cool. Ugh, I, I remember
1: that. that shoot. Yeah.
0: That, yes. Those final shots were. I, they were amazing. But mm-hmm. I do remember us being like, I wonder how
1: bad it's. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like, we
2: we it was terrible
1: yeah. i can't i can't imagine I oh,
2: was yeah. in three showers when i got home the next <laughs>
1: right
0: hour. right but also speaking of cycle 16 just to bring it on one more thing but you were also in the room when britney and alexandria got into oh, it yeah that was the the ford was that as bad as we as it felt watching it on tv you, you know it happened quite regularly oh now, i'm sure Happened quite
2: regularly. I mean, not always. They didn't always make the cut, and that's why you don't always see everything. Mm-hmm. I think that was always what was quite interesting too. I mean, obviously, it's a vas- it's a TV show, so they have to edit it to last an hour, right? And so it, it, there was stuff that happened all the time. You weren't sure how the story was going to be told exactly because you know they they have a timeline. They got to tell a story. They got to weave it all together, and mm-hmm. you know also who's being eliminated. How do you tell their story before they go so that people care that they've gone or, or, you know, the characters are being built? And so all of that would happen. And you are there. You're in the midst of it. You're shooting for months on end. And then you at the end of it, you're like, OK, you've got this 12 episodes or 13 episodes and they're only an hour each. You know, you're not sure what's going to happen and what's going to make it in and what isn't. And there are long discussions. There are arguments. There are things that happen that you think are amazing. And they just don't make sense in the grand scheme of how it, the, I, actual, the narrative and um, yeah the narrative so although you know so there the, the could have been incredible additional shows that could have been spun off um yeah. off, off, so, uh, would, watch. Know, would watch
0: would oh, watch oh yes oh
2: i know well mm-hmm. you know hopefully someone will hear this and be like you know what that's a good idea yes,
0: yes. somebody just give us a f- every episode's just being go sees i would watch i it. would watch the heck yeah. out of that. <laughs> every episode is a makeover in go yes yeah honestly Actually, it's a tv show do forget oh, the photo shoot otherwise i wouldn't be there yeah and the photo <laughs> yeah and the photo shoot that too because you have to do the makeover and then a photo shoot and then a go see and then at it, the end they're like you're a model end of show absolutely. wow i just condensed that i would watch that <laughs> uh nigel thank you so much for being here we really appreciate it thank you thank hillary you. do you want to do our social media stuff and then sure. we'll let nigel plug things
1: Sure. Um, You can find all our social media links at americasnexttopbestfriend.com. You can send us an email at nexttopbestfriend at gmail.com. Um, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at hilarious123amanda. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Loch Ness
0: Manda, like the Scottish monster. Um, go to our website, theaudacity.com. That's with a hyphen in the middle of it. Go read our recaps. We're talking about Vanderbump Rules and The Bachelor. And Nigel, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Tell us the social um, media. I'm,
2: I, listen, I'm at Nigel Barker on Instagram and, um, uh, you know, on Twitter as well. But um, more than anything, thank you very much. And I p- appreciate you watching and li- you know listening to uh, America's Next Top Model over the years. It's been yeah. a really, really fun ride for me.
1: Yeah. You were yes. so wonderful to interview. Thank you so much I for know. your time again. We really appreciate thank it. Thank you.
0: Seriously. Amazing. Yeah. All, right. all right. We're going to close out the episode with okay. our signature closeout. Okay. All right. You ready? Yeah.
1: you You shut shut up up. bye guys have a good week